right, so this is a this is a fast episode we got because yeah. Well, I mean, I have to. Oh no, I mean like the, the what we're recording right now is going to be fast because you have to because I have to place. go. I have to go places. I originally had to go places too. Yeah. Now 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 it's no longer your fault. It's fast. It used to be it would be a you fast episode. Now it's because of me. Because you thought I had plans. Well, you did have plans. The plans just stopped. They just stopped. <laughs> um, did you hear that Riverdale got picked up for a second season? I did not hear that. That is awesome. Yeah. Which means that we got us another season of Riverdale coming up. Exactly. Another yeah. season of MOA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there'll be some in between it, but we will do another Riverdale. Exactly, and which is awesome. awesome. That is awesome. I know. That's why I was refraining telling you while we were setting up the microphones. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I have something to tell you. No, that's... that. that but I'm going to keep it a secret. That is uh, it's done well enough, I guess, that they're going to... So yeah. that's That's good. That means we have at least thirteen more episodes. I'm, after I these am very are done. selfishly happy. I don't. I don't honestly know yet because we haven't seen the ending. <laughs> if it deserves a second season, nope. But it's gonna get one, and we're gonna talk <laughs> and about it. We're gonna it. talk about it. <laughs> Woot! Right. Okay. So usually we, we batch a little bit more at the beginning here, but we're just gonna go right into it because <laughs> Kevin's got places. to I be. I got places to be. All right. This is episode seven in a lonely place. In a So in the previously on, we saw Skeet Ulrich, which yeah. made us know that Skeet Ulrich <laughs> Skeet would be in this episode. Be, yeah. Yeah. It gave us a nice little, uh, little reminder. Hey, hey. You forgot the leader of the South Side Snakes is Jughead's dad? Yeah. Don't forget about Skeet. We, we haven't talked about him for a while. So. Yeah, you'll be back. Here you go. I shook my hand like I'm shaking yeah. dice, but that's not Sure. That, that, audio. Works, that works good. That works fine. It's good. It's good. You want to do it previously on MOA? Yeah. All right. Because we didn't do that last week, which I realized as I was listening to do, the podcast. Do we also could do that we never do? What? I mean, we're already past the beginning part, but I'm Kevin. I'm Aaron. I said Kevin's name earlier. You did. We do say each other's names. It's not at the beginning, and that upsets you. I just feel like people don't know who we are. All right, Aaron, give us a previously on. Previously on MOA, we had a our six for six party. This time it was the school talent show. All of the characters on Riverdale wrestled with fear, which was mostly just like anxiety and daddy issues. And Archie wrestled with stage fright, which is the biggest fear of all. In uh, our news, we discovered that we also have the werewolf mask that was put on the show. So that's cool. That's a real big connection to our real life. I drank some beer that I stole from a fundraiser. And by stole, I mean I put on the fundraiser and took home the leave-ins. <laughs> And we were very, very, very tired. So hopefully the podcast was funny. Also, a car burned down. Uh, so I wanted to say that my favorite quote from H.P. Lovecraft is the oldest and most primal of all human fears is fear of performing on stage. <laughs> so you're all exactly right. right. <laughs> so I, I was correct. My yeah. recaps are just getting better and better. I'm and so now, good at previously on. <laughs> And now on this episode, we start with Jughead's on ecstasy, apparently. Oh, my God. This dream sequence is amazing. Yeah, so this... Because it was solely created for comic book readers. Yeah, because, like... So you're in super vibrant pastel world. Jughead is wearing a crown. It is the 1950s, all up in here. Betty is next to him. Uh, Veronica's also there, because she also needs to be in this scene. Polly and Jason... Also there, being yeah. happy, being in love. Yeah, and the and the Coopers are there, 
Which is like, so Jughead thinks the Coopers are a good family? Jughead, you are sorely disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, you think he would have picked up with, like, the creepy interrogating over pancakes. See, all, like, like she, he did that because he loves Betty. Yes. But I would almost say that a better one of those is that if we had already been introduced to, like, Molly Ringwald. Doing that at the Andrews house. At the house. Andrews house, because that's much better than the Cooper's house. And then Archie could be sitting there with uh, Valerie. Yep. Or maybe in Jughead's insane world, he <laughs> thinks that Veronica needs to be with him. Or maybe Cheryl. Who knows? I don't know. Who All, knows? I mean, Jughead d- doesn't think he exists because he's a ghost, <laughs> so that's a problem. That's true. He has a weird little flash where he sees, like, his dad sitting on a... His, his dad is in the quintessential... Uh, bad dad Bad pose. dad. He's on the Lazy Boy with a beer in his hand watching just a... a flickering, flickering TV. TV. Uh, and then... And then there's a setup that never really gets... Um, it never goes anywhere at all. Where, this is uh, not a part of this sh- scene. Yeah, where Archie comes and goes like, like, hey, why'd you stab me in the back? Which I think is referring to the fact that Jughead doesn't know about how he feels about how he has feelings for Betty. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's what I thought. I, thought, I was like, is this a weird parallel to the thing with their dads? What's going on? I don't so, know. So this was like clumsily handled. And then Archie turns around. There's a knife in his back. Because the knife that was in Jughead's hand disappeared and reappeared in Archie's back. Yeah. Which did not bleed because he is, in fact, a robot. Yeah, heavy hand symbol, And that's why it's in his dream. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, thought it was, I thought it was Betty because I thought that was going to all of a sudden be a thing. I was going to be super upset about it because, Archie, you don't like Betty. Nope. And Betty doesn't like Archie anymore, and everyone's super cool with this dating situation. Yeah, so that has not been picked up yet, but that was, I guess, the feelings that Jughead had. Uh, anyway, and then we learned that Jughead lives in the school. Which, you know what? We knew he lived somewhere. Yeah. and that, School makes sense. That's a reasonable place. He lives in the school. That's why when he uh, arrived with his suit, he was literally just down the hall. Yeah, he just walked down. <laughs> and then for no reason whatsoever, at 6 a.m., Archie's at the school, all sweaty. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just there. He's he, the only Ru- one there. Rubble Archie has learned to teleport because he gets a horror movie entrance as Jughead <laughs> leans down and goes back up. <laughs> There's sweaty Archie. And what, and what he just m- missed was when Archie re-put on his flesh mask to no longer be a robot. He's like, oh, hi, Jughead. So the background of this is Jughead lives in the school but yeah. was showering at the school in the, like, sports team change room. Yeah. And and Archie is like, um, hey, what you doing here? Uh, just using these facilities. <laughs> but seriously, what are you doing here? Because he's a robot and not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and because no one in the show can ask be asked a question twice and not lie, uh, Jughead is like... Shows, he's like, ah, oh, you've cracked the code. Yeah. Under the stairs, this is where I live. Yeah. And then Archie's like, oh. And Jughead's like, don't tell anyone, especially Betty. And then Archie says, and I quote, <laughs> Betty will not care. Why would Betty care? <laughs> if anyone is going to be a snob, it's Veronica. Yeah, Archie's only concerned. This is like... <laughs> Oh, someone might be a like because Archie's like, oh no, you can live anywhere because he's a robot. He can live anywhere. Yeah, he's like, he, <laughs> no one will judge you for where you live. Yeah, which is almost like a sweet, naive thing that he's like, well, no one really cares. <laughs> but I like, like that just proves how incompatible Betty and Archie is. Archie's like, why would Betty care if you're homeless? And Jughead understands Betty's going to lose her mind because she cares about him. Yeah, like any normal human. <laughs> <laughs> also, like we we hear the backstory that Jug, apparently Jughead, like his home life wasn't great, so he was living in the um, 
the the uh, drive-in, the drive-in, and then there's something where like he asks like, "What does your dad think?" and he says something I didn't really hear. But I'm like, "Your dad knows you. You lived at the at the drive-in." Yeah, your dad knows your. Oh, he's he's said that his dad thinks he's couch surfing. Oh yeah, which like. <laughs> I guess that's an upgrade from living in the drive-in. But, like, they're basically the same thing. Yeah. Also, his dad is in a gang, which nobody brings up in this episode. Because apparently no one knows that yeah. he is the leader of the gang except for Hermione. Well, we le- well I don't think he – he's like, I think he's the leader of the I gang. I think he's the leader because, of the gang. Because she's the one that – he's the one that she's referring, referring the to. The one that she paid off. But later he says he doesn't know I'm a serpent. So, like, so are you not the leader of the serpent? Yeah, what is going on? Yeah, what is your relationship to anything? And how does no one – know you are in this gang <laughs> yeah apparently he keeps it hidden very very well um th- <laughs> so, so then we have like a very short scene where we've been talking about this for a while we've been like veronica is not acting like she's poor veronica doesn't understand what being poor is yeah veronica is only poor when it's me that veronica doesn't understand what being poor is so um how we have to preface this is we've like i feel like the show has been ramping up to this by having veronica be so so awesome yeah she is terrible in this episode. Oh, terrible. I her. Hate her. storyline is insane. Yeah. It is bonkers. It is that thing that I cannot say on the podcast because Kevin will bleep me out. Yeah. She is unlikable as all else. Yeah, because – so in this – so in this uh, – Veronica comes in from a shopping spree and her mom's like, hey, we don't have much money. And Veronica's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to destroy our family's financial future because I'm mad at your love. That yeah. that is the scene. Yeah, and then Hermione's like, like, oh god, I'm gonna have to deal with this somehow. And she grabs some wine, <laughs> which which stays in her hand for the, for the rest, rest of, of the episode. episode. <laughs> and it's just a perpetual glass of white she, wine. Yeah, she has it every time. Smithers <laughs> is just there pouring it in her hand, <laughs> which makes. And I'm sure she doesn't actually have a bottle because we never see what she's pouring from. I'm sure that Hermione Lodge is drinking some boxed white wine. I feel like what she probably did, she got boxed wine, put it into a wine bottle, and put <laughs> that into her wine cooler. She, yes. She wants to keep up the uh, the appearance, and she wants to feel like she's rich. Exactly. But she's got a box of scoo- of screw. Mm. She's got a box of screw it Pinot Grigio in her fridge, yeah. chilling right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to cut out any of those flubs as well. It's all going in. Thanks. Which makes me wish that's what I was drinking this week. No, I didn't know. No, you didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> all right. <sighs> uh, so now the entire gang's apparently involved in the scene detecting. Yeah, and they're having the worst private conversation known to man. Oh, yeah, in the student lounge. In the student lounge. In the center of the student yeah, lounge. on the couches that everyone hangs yeah. around. They're, they're, sure. they're in the central perk, sitting in the main one, talking about, like, secrets. Private secret things. There's a sexy hand touch. It's not sexy at no, all. No, 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 no. He, he, but he, he puts, puts his arm, his around, arm her around her and, and, like, touches her shoulder. And everyone's like... <gasps> well, but, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't do, like... Because the friend one is you do on the same I shoulder know. beside your aunt. It's very... He goes around and grabs her hand so it's like okay so they're not hiding this when we say he and she we obviously mean yeah, Jughead Jughead and Betty. And Betty. yeah it's and- very casual it's very sweet and what this non-private conversation is about where is polly yeah what are we going to do yeah who burned down the car yeah kevin's involved again and continues to do nothing nothing, nothing useful other than be there then i wrote the andrews are such suckers so oh no i know what i meant by that so they have their non-secret conversation. Yeah. One of Cheryl's minions overhears this super obviously and clearly sends a text to Cheryl. Yeah. It's like 
the most obvious the, thing you have ever seen. The fact that this minion wants to latch on this information, because they're talking about how, like, Paul... They don't talk about how Polly's pregnant. They talk no. about how Polly is missing from the... Uh, from The, uh, the asylum. Which isn't really an asylum. The Sisters of Holy Mercy Sorrow. Yeah, those ones. Um... <laughs> So, I'm shaking my head skeptically. Yeah, so the so they're, they're talking about how like she's she escaped from there, and then they're like, and they explain the mo- they're like, but if anyone hears they she escaped, they'll they, think she killed Jason. They'll, yeah, they'll think that she killed Jason, and this person and this person behind them, if they had not said if they think she escaped, they'll think she killed Jason, would not have made that connection. I promise. No, you. that is not a logical leap. No, they would have just been like. Oh, she was in a, and then she would have texted her, uh, you know, Cheryl and been like, hey, did you know that Polly was in a, uh. Insane asylum? Insane asylum? I mean. And she escaped from it? And then Cheryl would have made, made that the leap. leap. Yeah, Cheryl would definitely make that leap. Because Cheryl's insane. But. Yeah. So then Archie and Jughead are in the hallway and Archie is like, so, you and Betty? And again, yeah. you think this is going to be a dramatic scene. Yeah. But then Jughead's just all cute and it's like, yeah, we had a moment. And Archie's yeah. like, yay! Yay! Huzzah! <laughs> People are happy, yay! I want to say that, like, <laughs> this entire thing, well, I, I love the Archie and Jughead friendship. It bugs me that it's now the seventh episode. And before this, all I can, before this, we haven't really seen them interact yeah. much. Which makes me think that Archie's like, you know what? I'm done with my own stuff now. <laughs> Maybe it's time to care about other people. It's possible he ran to the end of his programming and was like, need to initiate yeah. new programs. Because he has just figured out that Jughead is homeless. Yeah. Yeah, just figured it like out. Like, he didn't make the connection during the drive-in episode. No, no, he never made any connect. He's never noticed this before. He's... Because so, he's been so, so like, involved with, like, Grundy and music. And stage fright. But now that I'm done with that... <laughs> now I have conquered performing uh, now i can care about other people so then the andrews men are such suckers because archie's like this seems sad i'm gonna call my dad and tell him to hire jughead's father again which fred andrews proceeds to do because these men are very sweet very yeah. well-meaning very cute idiots <laughs> yeah but like archie does that immediately it's great <laughs> he's like you want to live with me no that's fine you want then how about i will make my dad hire your dad because we love each other that much and they do and then archie's like so my dad's gonna call your dad but maybe you should talk to your dad too a good idea yep uh and keller's then- at the school yeah, but before that, there's this terrible, terrible mm-hmm. scene between Betty and Veronica where all of Veronica's lines sound like they were written by a 40-year-old who was never cool, who was trying to write a cool girl. Did I not? Okay, they crammed so much in before the main title. I what know. scene was this? Uh, it's where Veronica's like, so, you and Jughead? Oh, yeah. They, they, you they... like him? Well, he gave my girl a solid, so he's okay in Verona, Veronica Lodge's books. And, mm. I'm, and I'm like... Wait, you, wait, did you not like him before that moment? What is the purpose of this scene? Is to show... What? A relationship we already know is there. Yeah, every, this, everyone's okay with all of this, this. This is the first time you have ever shown, like, a transfer of information. Why are you now caring how people know about things? Cause, yeah. Because between Jughead and Archie, that scene is about... Also about Jughead's dad and him finding a job and those things. It's, like, drives the story forward. Yeah, the, the scene between Betty and Veronica is just, like, 
gap time, we need to fill up space. Oh, we should show, show some girls talking to each other. Yeah. Granted, they're still talking about a boy, so it doesn't pass the Bechtel test. No. Uh, okay, now Keller is in the school talking to Miss Blossom oh, yeah. for no reason other than the fact that Cheryl can round the corner in the weird... She's like, I wasn't here last episode. I'm going to do lots this episode. Now and I'm here. What is this scene? What is Cheryl wearing? Cheryl is wearing, like, some weird high-waisted belly top thing. Yeah. it's Well, it's it's so that she couldn't show her belly button, but she still... That's right. Because due to school... School I don't know, regulations things. can't show However, belly she shows, like, above the belly button by wearing both the belly shirt and high-waisted pants. That's no this. dress. It's a dress. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's a skirt. Anyway, this is like a horrifying, insane scene that basically exists, exists to have Cheryl be like, I want to be on the Vixens. That's the same as my Veronica voice. I can't do a Cheryl voice. Cheryl wants to be on the Vixens again. Yeah. She blackmails everyone into letting <laughs> yeah. her be on the Vixens. Cheryl withholds evidence for cheerleading. In front of the sheriff, she says, I know information on Polly, but I won't, won't tell you until the back on the Vixens, which the sheriff can just be like, I will arrest you. Okay, also, she's not withholding information because she already tweeted it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's not withholding information at all. Everyone now knows it. But grown-ups don't know how to Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I guess. So Cheryl is actually telling him that um, Polly was in an insane asylum. And she escaped. And she escaped. And she could have escaped before. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Cheryl is very much like Veronica in the fact that she grabs little bits of information and then explodes with it. Yes. So she's like, so she does the exact same thing that they thought. I was like, like, oh, they could think this. She's like, yeah, I will think it. So she escaped <laughs> from the sane asylum. That means she killed him. That is the direct. Co- she escaped from the sane asylum now, which, which means she, she killed him. Before. Then. <laughs> that's like being that's like being like someone was in jail and they escaped from the jail now, which is which means I could not have been in the, in the jail <laughs> earlier. Despite like, okay, <laughs> we're just gonna say the logical thing that you're all thinking. Yeah. If she escaped before, people would know. Yeah, why would she go back? back. Like, they could have tried to pull something up where they're like, well, maybe the Coopers let her go back, and that was never a thing, and they're doing this. And that, that goes conspiracy theory to a whole new level. But at least it, like, shows some logical progression of yeah. thought. So, the point is there is that Cheryl is evil again. And Cheryl also does not know how to Twitter, because her tweet has only gone out to her minions, which is not how Twitter works. Yeah. And it is all hashtags. Yeah. There's unless, no body. Unless, because well, the only way you can be direct, do it direct to people, which you can still find, are when you do ats. And there's no yeah. ats in that one. It was all just hashtags. And it's not just to her minions. It's public because yeah. Kevin sees it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Which, which makes them worry that, that like, oh, we have to find Polly first. I'm like, or what? And then there's like this, ins- oh, no, wait, that doesn't happen next. Yeah. No, no, it's it's the, it's the thing where, like, Kevin shows up and shows them, and it's like, we have to find Polly first yeah, no, before they do. Then I was going to say, and then there's an insane mix of searchers, but first we have to go to Jughead's dad's trailer. Well, now it's the main titles. Yep. Yeah. So now it, then main titles are done. I didn't write titles this time. You you stopped it on the titles. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I screamed about her text being all hashtags. Yeah. And no, that's what I wrote instead. No, no, we, we go to titles on, we have to find Polly before... Something. I don't know, the rest of the town... Like, like she, she tweets out, get, get your pitchforks. But people tweet out crazy stuff all the, all the time. All the time. And there's, I mean, they're like, she said pitchforks. There's going to be pitchforks. Oh, no. Oh, no. We need to rescue her. So, yeah, then Jughead goes to talk to his dad. And the Southside, and when you first see Jughead the second, mm-hmm. he is terrifying. Now just kind of pathetic. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Skeet Ulrich does not look as rough as he did in the first couple episodes. No, but he's supposed to be rougher. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
So the scene goes the way you expect it to, where Jughead's like, please take the job. And his dad's like, I'm not going to give in that easy. I'm tough. Look at me. Hide all this alcohol. We're having this conversation. So you don't realize how much of it there is out. Yeah. Your mom left me. He's like, what what kind of man would take a job back after he's been fired? I'm like, a man who doesn't run a gang? Like, (laughs) like, what what is your... I believe Jughead's line is a man who has a job. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares he run he runs or at least is in. Presumably runs because he takes money. Yeah, and he's the Jughead, toughest, toughest gang in Riverdale. Jughead knows he's in the gang. Maybe no one else does, but Jughead knows. He has to know. Yeah. There's no way he's just been in that gang since he got fired. No. No. Because he was selling stuff that he was stealing. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, but he agrees that he'll go in for the job. Yeah, and so it's nice. That's good. Uh, Betty and Jughead can get a group of searchers together better than the sheriff can. Like a crazy good group yeah. of searchers. They're, they're like, we have like I thought when they said we have to find Polly, like we have to do it secretly so no one else knows. No, they just get people. They there's can- like there's grown-ups, there's football players. They get a bunch of extras to come in. Reggie's helping them. Yeah. Well, that's because that's because you know Archie and everyone else is there, <laughs> and you know everyone loves Archie. Okay, so this episode does not have a party. This is the party. <laughs> the search party is the party. It is the, it is the party because it's when everyone is there and we get all of their separate, like, storylines. Storylines coming together. Yeah. It just happens way sooner in the episode than usual. But yeah. there's still, I, I would still say seven for <laughs> seven would, on parties. I would still consider that a party. <laughs> it's known as a search party. Um, so, as Kevin said, there's a bunch of nonsense scenes. Yeah. Not nonsense. There's a bunch of different storylines coming together. Yeah. Um, Archie apologizes to Betty for not being there for her during this. <laughs> to which I'm like... Betty told you not to do yeah, it. Yeah, Betty was like, no, nah, don't worry about she it. She said your robot skills could not help in this situation. <laughs> Go play your music. But now she wants your sharp eyes. Yeah, your sharp robo your sharp robo eyes. I presume during this entire thing, the sheriff was just off with Jerry. Yeah, because he wasn't there. Because <laughs> all he's got was that. And then Veronica has the dumbest plot known to man. She's not really looking for Polly. She's wandering with Kevin with, like, a coffee and, like, yeah. her designer purse. Yeah, yeah. Victor... Oh, God. Veronica is there just to be the worst person ever. She... For, in the last few episodes, she's she's been Miss I Should Be in this scene. Like, like they're like, okay, yeah. we don't want to give her her own stuff right now. So let's just, like, put her into these other things, but don't make her fit in there very well. Like, like Because we want people to notice her. Yeah, like the part when she's sitting with them in the crime circle. She, yeah. Yeah, like she had no purpose in that scene. She contributes nothing. She doesn't really care that much about the mystery. Yeah. Because she says we should all move. Yeah, she says, why don't we just all leave? Let's all leave. And then she gives like, like oh, what I used to do when I was back in New York is I would go out uh, with... Uh, with my best gay, which is awful. Never say that. Yeah. Um, her, my her best fa- girl. No, her famous friend. Oh, yes. Her famous That's friend. That's why Josie is there. Yeah. And her best gay, her famous friend. And some arm candy. Yeah. And I'm like, you did this when? When you were 13? Yeah. You are 15, you girl. You are 15. You are a sophomore. And so she comes with a plan, which, you know, Kevin is clearly... It, because he has not told her about Moose or anyone about Moose, and Moose is still struggling with his sexuality. We assume. Which I think is a more interesting story than a lot of things we've seen so far. But this is happening off camera. Yeah. Um, Kevin's going to be there. 
Josie's going to be there because now they're friends. Because she was briefly in the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. So, yeah, Josie's going to be there. And uh, then she decides to bring Reggie. Because he's <laughs> in the vague vicinity of he's them. He's doing, like, a selfie where he's, like, <laughs> like pulling on his eye or something. Like he's crying? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the best shot of Reggie. He just looks up and he's like, <laughs> yeah! That is Reggie's one line. Reggie! Yeah! He's a Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, then the, then the two search, there's, apparently there's two search groups going on. Oh yeah, because the Blossoms are also being British oh, no. and searching. They have, like, a bloodhound, and I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't have, like, like, a broken rifle leaning over their arm. Yeah, they're, like, they are in tweed, they are wearing, very obviously, hunter rain boots. Yeah, they look like they're going hunting. They have, like, ri- those riding hats on. The Blossoms definitely are involved in the most dangerous game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, the two search parties come upon each other. Yep. And then we get to see Alice Cooper and Mama Blossom go head-to-head. And it's amazing. Yeah, it is a head-to-head of crazy. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, I would say that Alice comes out on top. Yeah, well, because Blossom has to be like, she killed him. And the sheriff goes, now hold on a second. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sheriff Keller is definitely not, like... <laughs> involved in this thing he's like hey no <laughs> let me police <laughs> i am the sheriff <laughs> i have declared myself <laughs> i will tell you when crime does and does not happen <laughs> and then smash cut to no longer searching an undisclosed amount of time later yeah the searching has stopped we have an awful cover girl <laughs> Like, I don't know how much money CoverGirl paid to get this show on the air. Enough to pay for their own focus racks. Because they, so Betty and Alice Cooper have Mm -hmm. a scene where they are plotting for their press conference in, like, the six-foot Jesus room. Oh, yeah, they are, they are in what essentially is a church. Yeah. There's pews. I think it's the six-foot Jesus room from um, the Sisters of Everlasting Sorrow and Mercy. I presume that's where they are. We don't really see where they are, but. But, Mrs. I mean Alice Cooper is like is putting on face powder. Yeah. And she's holding it really far away from her face, and it is clearly Cover Girl. Yeah, well, because it says it on it, and that is the sticker that I believe is like the first thing you take off when yeah. you get something. You're like no, no. So anyway, she's got a plan, and she mentions something that. I wish I wrote down the line, but she's like talking about like how we'll have the height, we'll have the higher ground, like something like this, and then it cuts away to a wide shot that like reveals, yeah. They're in a church. And I'm like, are they going to pretend that Jesus is on their side? (laughs) I mean, technically. So they they do a press conference where they reveal their one trump card. Which is that Polly is pregnant. Teen pregnant. Teen pregnant with Jason Blossom's kid. Now, I can – well, I can understand – like, that is – I mean, that's a pretty good ploy, I guess. But, to like – prove like, that she didn't murder? I don't know. They're trying to do some weird Machiavellian thing. It's – okay. Because Alice Cooper cannot even fake tears. Yeah. She tries to be like, Polly, come home. Yeah. And her lips just, like, twitch in delight. Like, cry. <laughs> you knew how to do this once. But it's like if Game of Thrones was filled with dumb people. <laughs> Because they're like, we'll have plans within plans within plans. It's like how Cheryl's like, I'll have a plan, which is mostly just to sit around until something happens to her. And then run with it, maybe. Yeah, like like when, like when she she wasn't even the one who figured out that Polly was there. Just one of her minions did it. She's like, oh, this will work. <laughs> I'll Perfect. run with this. I was waiting for this. And then Miss Cooper 
is like, we'll tell them that she's pregnant for... Dot, 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 profit? Some reason? Like, what, like, I... I, I don't, don't know what her end game is. Yeah, because her being pregnant with Jason's baby does not does not make her less of a suspect. I think she's trying to make her more of like a, a martyr, a martyr, like a victim of her circumstances. Yeah, the, I don't know that, that it's working. That relies on people being like the blossoms are terrible, or but I or don't being know. like this poor girl. She loved him so much, and she's pregnant with his baby, and yeah. now he's dead, and the baby will never know her father. Because I'm assuming it's a girl. Yeah, but uh, but like there was no real. There's no explanation that that was her plan. Yeah, and I know sometimes we get down on the show for explaining things, but that's when they explain things after they happen. Yeah, this one. Is... Sometimes you need to give us a little bit of explanation yeah. of their motivations. <laughs> nothing and then we move on to like betty and jughead walking in the rain to show yeah, their emotions where are they wh- where are they coming from apparently they're going to her they're walking to her house so which, did like, her did parents they leave the press conference and just leave her there <laughs> there's they're like we did a good job are we forgetting something and do you betty's, want to stop for pop tates for food and betty's just like, like i guess I'll, I'll guess i'll walk you home from this mission to your house that we had to a, take a bus to yeah, in last, the last episode <laughs> So they they head on home. Um, they do the the most contrived TV thing ever. So Jughead asks Betty a, some sort of question about Polly, and then Polly's like, "Oh yeah, Betty ran oh, away Betty. when she was nine. No, no Betty's oh, sorry, like Polly. Yeah, Betty says that Polly ran away when she was nine, and she's going on about the story. Then all of a sudden, she stops. Well, no. Well, Jughead asks her. Well, or how far away did she get? Yeah, how far away did she get? And and Betty's like, huh. stops, kisses him. And is like, thanks for walking me home. And Jughead does not think to follow up on that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's terrible at information gathering. <laughs> For someone who loves writing that much, yeah. he's just like, I did walk her home. <laughs> A plus to me. And I'm done. But what it turns out it is that Betty goes up to her attic where we mm-hmm. see a Ouija board, which does explain why Jughead likes her so much. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> she summoned him. Because she summoned his ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't spell Ouija. I know it starts with an O now, but it, I was like... No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? Q. See, I tried to write it, but I would like you to know what I wrote. Give me your notebook. You won't be able to tell. It's terrible. It's wrong. I don't even know where you... It's like Quigley. I think you just put a G where there should have been a J. A Quidgy board. Isn't there an O in Ouija, though? No. Hey, Siri. No, stop. Siri. How do you spell Ouija? Oh, my God. It doesn't have an O in it. Yeah. Is that an O? That's an O. That's not a Q. No way. O-U-I-J-A. That doesn't seem right. It's actually an O-U? O-U doesn't seem right. It's also Ouija. It's not Ouija. We're so bad. Okay, that was a good bet. Oh, I guess it is an O. I always think it's a Q because there's a U after it. Everybody I know. Thinks like, yeah. Well, what I spelled was definitely wrong. Nah, I don't know. Uh, so Polly's in the attic. Dog. Yeah, Polly's the in the attic. Reveal, reveal, Polly's in the attic. This entire scene shot like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But like Polly like covers her mouth. <laughs> don't scream. Why would I scream? Yeah, I was looking for you. This yeah. is what I wanted. Betty does scare herself in a mirror, though. You know what? Sometimes I scare myself in a mirror, so I can't judge her for that. There's a mirror right over there, and sometimes I'm like, oh, oh no, it's me. Yeah. All good. Uh, and then then commercial, and we come back, they're having a nice little talk in the in the attic, mm-hmm. and um, 
uh, Betty asks her, like, how did you get inside? He's like, oh, I know this house better. Also, the cellar is unlocked. It's really, it, like, it's really it's unsafe. It's very easy to sneak into our own house. Yeah, yeah. She went to the cellar, then up to the attic. So that's good. Uh, we, this is mostly, like, a very expositional scene. We we learn about, like... About her plan, where she wants to go. Betty's like, all right, well, I need to figure out a place for you to stay because I don't want you to run away to some rando farm with no money. Yeah. Let me take care of it. Yeah. The, um, you mentioned that the parents, uh, the Coopers, want her to put the baby up for adoption. And then Betty says, well... Because they're, everyone... they're good Christian parents. I guess. Assumably. I know they're definitely they 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 sent her to the most churchiest church that ever been churched. Yeah, but Mrs. Cooper is also a witch. Yeah, she's, like, like, a, she's, like, a, she's like a Christian dichotomy. witch. <laughs> she doesn't understand. She's not a Wiccan. She's a witch. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's a good Christian witch. <laughs> um. So Betty thinks, well, maybe now that everyone knows that Polly's pregnant, they can just keep the baby because it's not a secret anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then before that falls out, because guess what? Betty's wrong about everything, always. Yeah. We have a real cute scene between the dads. Yeah, so Jughead II did come up for uh, for his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, no, no. This is him. Just He just came in to talk to... Uh, to talk to Fred. Yeah, yeah. Luke Perry Andrews. And then he does decide to take the job. Yeah. And they're real cute in, like, their plaid and jeans. And yeah. Fred An- Luke Perry Andrews is such a sucker. Yeah. And, and also, you know, he's also a gang member that no one knows. Yeah, and then Hermione comes in. Because we get these plot lines. To and Luke Perry and she's like, hey, do you remember FP from high school? <laughs> Hermione's like, oh. He's a gang leader. Yeah. <laughs> or he's in a gang. I don't know. Something. But she doesn't say anything. She just says, are you causing problems for me? Yeah. And FP's like, no, I want a job. <laughs> I care about my son. This is like a really weird sitcom setup. <laughs> <laughs> Her husband's in jail, so she had to take a job below, below her usual means. He's the leader of a gang who once extorted her for money. Will they keep each other's secrets? Who knows? Join us next time on Jughead and Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then we get more lying from the Coopers. Yeah, Betty's good at playing dumb. The Coopers lie yeah, like lying liars. This is the best time that we've ever had information gathering because uh, Betty's like, hey, what are we... Uh, Where's the baby going to sleep? And the Coopers are like, oh, no. Polly wants to give the baby away. And the baby's like, Polly wants that. (laughs) (sighs) My parents continue to be terrible. She had hope. She had hope. She was like Linus. That hope was dashed. Dashed. Dashed away. Like Linus's hope. The Great Pumpkin never comes. No. No. Betty is still waiting for the Great Pumpkin. Mm -hmm. The Great Pumpkin, which is good parents. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Kevin. What are you drinking today? Uh, today I am drinking a, a very large bottle of Diet Coke <laughs> because I thought that I had a 9 p.m. dinner reservation, which is very late. Yes. Uh, but I don't. Yep. But I had already chilled the Diet Coke. So I'm still drinking it, despite the fact that I really wish I was drinking some boxed white wine. So you have boxed white wine, but you are drinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the boxed white white wine is in the basement. It is also left over from the fundraiser. And when we are done recording this, I am going to go drink some. (laughs) Because it is a Friday. So this is more of an episode of what will you be drinking? What will I be drinking? Sometimes I drink things that aren't alcohol. I know. I know. (laughs) Mmm. Refreshing. Refreshing Diet Coke. (laughs) 
That was a good segment. It's <laughs> a real good <laughs> bit. You, you know what? Let's uh <laughs> let because that was such a quick thing. Let's move to this other really quick scene where Veronica ex- is talking to Betty about babies. I didn't even write this down. Well, it's it's when like Be- Betty essentially is now they're talking about Polly being pregnant. Oh yeah, and, and Veronica Rucka has says, an odd amount of cleavage. I didn't notice that. I was more focused on the fact that Veronica an odd amount of cleavage. Rucka, <laughs> what does that mean? Veronica <laughs> never has it's cleavage. An, it's an odd amount though. Well, Veronica's always wearing like these real high necked <laughs> Tom Ford dresses. I I looked at it. and I'm like. This is odd. Look, I just pulled my shirt down. That no! How much cleavage Veronica has. All right. Uh, Veronica. Veronica's like, oh, I could talk to my mom, who I'm currently in a death battle with. It's it's foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, because Polly essentially needs money. Yeah. To get away from her crazy parents. And Not that zone. Mrs. Lodge has any money to give her, because they're... <laughs> you good? <laughs> yeah, I choked on the Diet Coke. All right. I choked on the Diet Coke. I'm good. I just fell back. You, are you back now? What are you going to say? Uh, Veronica's mom has no money to give them because she's poor. No, Veronica continues to not understand the situation she's in. Veronica is so vapid in this entire episode mm-hmm. that, like, she's like she doesn't understand what is going on with her life. And she seems so aware of it in the first episode. I know, but it's like she's lost it. It's like being in Riverdale has made her think she is so above all these other people that she doesn't realize that she is so below where she was before. Yeah, she's like, well, at least I'm still better than them. Her mom has a job doing books at Fred Andrews Construction. And she doesn't seem to understand that that's something she needs to do. It's not like she wanted to do it for fun, so she with her boyfriend. That's what Veronica thinks, though. She's like, oh, Hermione got a kind of fun job. Yeah. To hang out with Luke Perry Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Cheryl continues to come smashing into scenes like some sort of freight train. Uh, and we learn that she literally only cares about blood. Yes. Yeah. Like, now that Polly is pregnant, yeah. Betty is Cheryl's family. Yeah. She's so like, now Cheryl like, cares about I, Betty. Like, I am so happy about this. And my parents would care the same way because the Blossoms are vampires. And, and they, they need no more spawn. They need a half-vampire child that will age way too quickly and end the war between the clans. This is the only thing I can understand because, like, it's so, so weird in, like, 2017 for someone to be like, no, it's okay. You have another one of our family inside you. It's like, this is creepy. I mean, they are, like, spooky colonial ghosts. They are spooky. They're spooky Victorian ghosts. That's true. Yeah. Um... That Cheryl does have an awesome line, though, that I wrote down because Betty's like, well, do you trust Polly? And Cheryl says, no, I think she's crazier than a serial killer on bath salts, but I now don't think she killed Jason. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cheryl continues with her thing of just being chaotic anything. Yeah. So now they're all on the same team. And I wrote, are they all on the same team? Cheryl will be whatever team she decides in that episode, like, matches her. It's true. You know how Archie sort of just, like flutters to where he needs to be with his like robot mind <laughs> cheryl's like that except for it's apt like like flames just bursting wherever she needs she to leaves be a trail of chaos behind her yeah she's like now i'll be on this side now i'll be on this side what is most interesting blood <laughs> uh then we get then we get like it's kind of extended through a few scenes but we mostly just get a nice family time between yeah there's um 
some cute reminiscing. So Jughead and Archie are hanging out because now they're friends again. Yeah. (laughs) Because Archie's done with his stuff. Exactly. He's ready to have friends. And they're throwing a ball around and they convince their dads to go and get some dinner together. And the dads had a good day at work. And there's some hilarious like chitter chattering about things that happened in high school. Yeah. They had a band and they had a van. I just want to say it's real weird that Luke Perry Andrews had a band. (laughs) <laughs> because he does not understand Archie being in music. No, I, I think – I never thought that he didn't understand Archie being in music. I think that the fact that they had a band and Fred wasn't that good at it. So so that, that so he, he sort of thought like, okay, Archie's yeah. like I was. Keep in mind when he talked to Miss Grundy, he didn't ask – he didn't ask, is there a future music? He asked, is he any good? That's true. Like, like he understands that music can be a, a future. He just wants to make sure it's one that Archie can do. That's fair. And he's heard him play, so he's like, oh, no, Archie could do this. I couldn't. I didn't have the commitment, or I didn't have the skill. Or but didn't have Archie any... has something I didn't have. Yeah. Robot skills. Robot skills. He yeah, he, he forgot that he programmed in some, <laughs> like, when he first was building our Robo Archie. He was like, man, remember I, when I had a band? Yeah. That was cool. So he programmed it in. It's, it, then he came back, like, a few years later and was like, you know what? I should finish this project. Like, have you ever done that? When you, like, start That's something, true. then you go back and you're like, oh, early on I did this. I for, completely forgot like, that hey, was in there. Hey, this play that I wrote was surprisingly good, but I put these seeds of this secondary storyline and I should tie those yeah, things yeah. up. So he forgot that he put music in him. And then things get a little weird when yeah. I don't understand why Jughead doesn't want his dad to pay for dinner. Yeah. I understand why Luke Perry Andrews doesn't want it because he knows that... Jughead doesn't have much money. Jughead yeah. doesn't have much money. But Jug, like Kid Jughead, I don't really under... And Kid Jughead tries to pay. Like, it gets weird. Yeah, it, it's it's a thing that I understand kind of what they're going for with the kind of, like, honor thing. I thought they were going to have him be upset upset that, like, somehow the doubt the um, Jughead II would be, like... Um, Oh, you don't think I can pay or like something yeah. like this? It, it was a thing that I could kind of see what they're getting at, but I didn't understand any of the motivations that brought them there. No, because the music tone just dropped, and every, even Archie was like, uh, "Oh, something's happening." And if Archie knows something's going on, then yeah. I mean, let's let's just do a beat by beat of this, okay? Because so Pop Tates come over, and we before this moment we had um Jughead the second saying that like I I owe pay. you dinner, yeah. But then Pop Tates hands the bill, yeah. to Luke Perry Andrews, and he says, "I'll get it." Yeah, and and they fight. They have a little bit of like, no, no, like let me. I said I would, and he and he's like, no, no, I'll I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah, and then he walks away, or Pop Tates walks away, and Jughead like calls him back to try to pay, pay, and then Jughead for some reason, Jughead the third so, for some reason comes in. Let's call grown up Jughead I got FP. Right, FP because that's what they call him on the show. Why? Because his first name is Forsyth. He's not Jughead Jones the second. Jughead is a nickname. Jughead's name is Forsyth Jones the Third. Are you sure about that? Because I am a hundred percent sure. Because her baby, their their child is the Jimmy called Jellybean. Yeah, but I've Googled this a lot, <laughs> and like I can guarantee you, Jughead Jones the Third's name is Forsyth Jones the Third. Okay, I I would have accepted Jughead because they also named the other baby Jellybean. Yeah, or Jellybean was her childhood nickname, and now she's tried to make it cool. J. JP. And her name is probably like <laughs> Jillian Beth, which is not a good name. 
Alright, I will I I I I was just gonna accept that they're all called Jughead, because no. why wouldn't I? I know. Yeah. You didn't do the research I did. No, but yeah, but no, but but like we don't hear about that. Everyone just calls him Jughead. He introduces himself to Veronica as Jughead. She says, Jughead? And he goes, Yeah, Jughead Jones the third. I know, but they, they do call grown up Which FP. means they all have the same nickname, because you're not Jughead Jones the third then. You're force you're Farsight Jones the third, nickname Jughead. Or he's a child and just thinks Jughead Jones the third sounds better. I can tell you 100% their first name is Forsyth. No, no, I agree with you. I think it's dumb. Well, that's their name. And they also call Daddy Jughead FP on the show. That's why I was confused. That's why I was calling him Jughead the second. Well, I have filled in the gaps for you. Um, but yeah, it gets real weird. I don't know. Yeah, there's, 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 there is drama in this scene. It's because they want FP to be able to say, you owe me this one. Yeah. So Archie can later follow up on that. Yeah, so he ends with saying, you owe me this one, and then the dinner ends. And then Luke Perry Andrews is just like, hands thrown in the air. Yeah, metaphorical hands thrown in the yeah, air. Yeah, not literal. Yeah. So now cut back to the worst storyline. This, they're at, you know which storyline Yeah, Veronica hate. comes in, and she's like, I'm going out. And her mom says, "Is where are you going? Don't say clubbing. And then her response is not, don't say clubbing, because you're 15. She says, it's a school night. Yeah. I mean, there is a thing in the U.S. where there are all-ages clubs. Oh, this clubs. is not an all-ages club. It's not an all-ages club, <laughs> but, like, it could I wrote that down. Be... I don't know where. How does this town have a nightclub called, like, the Private Eye or the Roving Eye or the Something Eye? I think it's, it's either a Roving Eye or something like that. Like, it's... Uh, but Veronica's like, no, I am going to go out. And, like, what? Like eventually you're going to... I don't know, chase me down, something, something. I hate this story so much. I have blocked a lot of it out. Yeah. They dance. The dancing is pretty cute. Reggie's super awkward while he's dancing. He's weirdly wearing a leather jacket and converse. I I don't know. I assumed it was a sweet all-ages bar. Um, Until we know it's not. Yeah, and they're they're having some drinks in there. Uh, Kevin Keller's the only person who's like... Hey, remember you're doing this because you're avoiding something? Hey, do you think you're doing this for a bad reason? Which is really, which is a really odd thing for Kevin to say, who yeah. up until this point has like... No self-awareness whatsoever. Yeah. No external awareness either. Yeah, no, he is... And then Veronica tells this like bad story, this word that I can't say on the podcast cast story, yep. about how when they... Oh my God. When they arrested her dad, they took everything away from them, all of her things, and she lists all of these things. But her mom sat her down on her canopy bed and was like, they can never take your name from her, you. And then that's what her mom did. Even though she said that, she took her name. Yeah, Veronica gives a Josie style, like too Josie, of just <laughs> rambling. Also, this entire scene pisses me off to no end because she's talking to poor people about how much it sucks that she's not as rich as she was before she's like they took my yacht they took my clothes they took all these fancy things i had and now i'm like you i'm like why did one of them just be like hey you know what veronica my dad's the sheriff yeah we don't have any of those things you still live in a as far as i know a penthouse you brought us all out Mm -hmm. clubbing with a mother who loves you to death Every mother in this town is absolutely terrible. But not your mom. And your mom forged your name because you were being a baby yeah. and refused to do something that was right for the future of your father's company. Yeah, Veronica's more upset that her dad was arrested than the fact that he broke the law. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, oh, they, t- the, they took everything from me. And then her motivation... And they didn't take everything from her because she has so much money. So much stuff. And... 
the thing is, Hermione was right. Whether or not she is dating Luke Perry Andrews, she is 100% correct that they should not give the contract to a company that is shady with criminal underpinnings when they are already under investigation for fraud. Yeah, we're going to take a break from the storyline because that's kind of like... We said a lot of the scenes of that storyline. We'll come back to it later when the episode comes back to it, but... We can't keep up with how much I now hate Veronica so much. Mm-hmm. So Archie doesn't know how to human. Oh, yeah, no. Archie <laughs> continues to trying to learn how to people. So he says... They have a sweet jam to, session. Yeah, they're having a jam session. And yeah. he looks at FP and he's like, Hey, when you said to my dad, you owe me this one, what did you mean by that? And, like, there's such sincerity in it where he's like, Hey... I want to learn about this. How would you tell me? <laughs> and then Jughead's like, Ooh, He's like, um, maybe let's... we don't do this. This has been a good night. Let's not pull this stuff. Let's not ruin this stuff. <laughs> and then uh, FP tells a story that is clearly fake. Um, yeah, there's clearly some true information in it. Yeah, but it's clearly uh, like, yeah. Well, he's like, okay, so we started this thing together. The um, Andrew's construction together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was like, I had it then, but I had, but I had a, he's like, all, all your dad had was you and your mom. I had one extra person. And hospital bills. For something that we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Um, but then they're talking about. So he's like, oh, I had to take some odd jobs and I accidentally took one that got me in some trouble. Yeah. And then I got arrested and your dad bailed me out. And then he told me that he had to buy me out of the company. Yeah, and he the made bail- me sign a contract that said the bail money he spent was actually so he would buy me out of the company. This continues the line of people being like, like they're more upset that they got caught than the fact that they did something illegal. Yeah. And Archie, because he's a robot who doesn't yeah. understand how humans work, is like, oh. Oh, this must be true. I thought my dad was good. But he's bad. Now I need to think. Oh, no. And then FP tries to drink a bunch. Yeah. We, then we have, like, a weird cutaway <laughs> to Betty discovering that the Blossoms are more evil than her parents. Yeah. Betty, she, don't give your baby to vampires. Yeah, the Blossoms are like, tell us where Polly is. And Betty's like, maybe not. And, but you're a part of our family now. You and Polly. This scene is great because <laughs> until this moment, I don't think anyone, like, truly rationalized. Like, Betty was like, my parents are crazy. My parents are crazy. And then she sees the Blossoms and, like... There's a level above this. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are still bad, but they're not the worst. You're the worst. And guys, here's a PSA. <laughs> don't give your babies to vampires. <laughs> you don't know what they're going to do with them. No, they'll do weird things. <laughs> and then we go like back to like... The ne- Veronica storyline. No, no, no. 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 First, first we have Archie and Jughead. We're back. That's why this is weird aside because they leave the... They, oh. It just quick, oh, that's right. Because yeah. Forsyth uh, FP comes back in and he's real drunk. And he's like, Jughead, drive me home. Yeah. And so Jughead's like, like okay. And Archie and Jughead have a quick little talk where like, like Archie has feelings and Jughead is kind of like... Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is yeah. life. Yeah, no, this is, this, this is kind of what it is. Um... Yeah, this is where Archie, like, decides what his thing for this episode was going to be. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing this episode. Oh, this will, I'll do this. This will work. I like this. This gives me a story. Yeah. I have a friend. Now we're back into the bar and we learn out new information because, so the bartender, owner, manager mm-hmm. guy comes up and is like, hey, 
your card got declined, and her, and Veronica's like, "Let me let me guess. This is reported it's, stolen. It's been stolen, and he's you're like, supposed to call the police." And yeah. he's like, "Yup." And then Reggie's like, "Oh, call the police. We'll tell them our age." I'm like, "So you snuck into the bar? Cool. So you use fake IDs?" And then does not Kevin say something about? I'll tell you who my dad is. Yeah, like like like, yeah, I. No, uh, Josie. It's Josie. Josie yeah. says, oh, we'll call my mom, yeah, the, mayor. the mayor. I'm like, you know what I bet your mom would love? The fact that her that her underage daughter snuck into a bar. That's some real good PR. I bet your mayor mom will love that. So they can never go back to this bar. Oh, no. Yeah, they are they are done. Veronica hands over a bunch of cash. Yeah, and she's like, uh, and she does this super smug thing where, where she's like, oh, yeah, this means she's giving up. It means that we can now talk to you. Like, no, your mom is worried that you are running all the money that they have left out by the way i just want to like sidebar here i think this is the first time in the show we have seen teenagers drinking yeah which blows my mind because (laughs) i feel like all of the shows you know i don't they didn't drink a lot on buffy there's an episode where buffy starts drinking and like it's a big deal yeah um but like you know one tree hill gossip girl veronica mars these shows all have teens drinking yeah a lot and on Gossip Girl, it's, like, barely even a plot point. They're just, like, having martinis all over the place and no one's concerned. It's barely a plot point here so, as well. But it's interesting that they, with, you know, one party per episode, yeah. this is the first time we've seen teenagers drinking. Yeah, it's the first time on screen we've seen, like, them Which, with, with with alcohol in a weird, like, toss-off thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure yeah. what discussion I want to have about it. No. But it stood out to me, and I want to pinpoint it, and I want our listeners... To, like, tweet me about it. I I honestly, like, assume that they put that line in because they're like, oh, man, they're 15. Can't (laughs) have seen them go to a bar. Let's have a sneak into the bar. They just snuck into the bar. There's so many drinking teenager shows. I I think they forgot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) After after the rest of, like, nonsense that this storyline has pulled at at trying to, like, pull our heartstrings... I'm going to say that they forgot. I'm going to say that, like, some writers wrote this storyline, and they're different from the writers that did, like, the good ones, and they <laughs> forgot that they're 15. Because the mom is even, like, don't, it's not like, don't sneak into clubs. The, the mom who, who, anything we else knew about her, she'd probably be like, no. You're a teenager. You're, do what I'll do? I'll call the only club in town and tell them, hey, Veronica Lodge, my 15-year-old daughter, is going to come to your bar and try to use a fake ID. Here are some pictures of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um. So. Then we have a, a scene between, like, Jughead and Dad is when Jughead brings yeah, his dad home. Jughead's storyline is all too sad. He, yeah. like, tries to talk to his dad about how he talked to his mom and his mom's getting her GED, which yeah. is, like, really sad. And how Jelly Bean is going to go by JP because she's 10 now and wants she's a cool so name. She's so cool. And his dad passes out on the couch. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Archie. <laughs> Archie's upset by new information. <laughs> he immediately assumes his dad is in the wrong. Yeah. He's like, hey, I was told by <laughs> by FP that you... Uh, that he, you scammed he, FP. He even says it like, he <laughs> like summarizes the, the, the story in a wrong way. He's like, I, I heard that you... You you bullet you 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 made him give up the company and he, and, and Mary <laughs> Andrews is like we're like how would I tell you the story <laughs> and you can come to your own conclusions yeah so he tells him that like 
he was doing illegal things and he was stealing equipment and selling it elsewhere. Yeah, that was the side job. The side job was not like painting people's fences like Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, well, I mean, even even um FP said like, and I got in some trouble. And you don't do that by like painting a fence. <laughs> well, unless you scam everyone else into painting the fence for you. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he tells the story that's like, yeah, we were like, um, we did this and then like these happened. Uh, and then eventually like, it's like, like if, if he, what he says is if someone is drowning at a certain point, they have, like, they yeah. have to be willing to be helped. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't force them to be saved. Yeah. But then and Archie's with, without, like, without like making yourself drown. And then Archie's just like, but what if Jughead drowned too? And and like I'm like that is very very sweet, but also I'm sure at the time that that is something that the Luke Perry Andrews thought about. I'm sure Luke Perry Andrews assumed that if the mom was going to run off, she would take both of her children with her. <laughs> no, just not <laughs> Jughead. <laughs> yeah, why did Jughead go with the mom? So like I'm sure Luke Perry was like, no, this is the thing I have to do. And if he knew that Jughead was living in. Yeah. The yeah. drive-in, he would be like, hey, Jughead, you need to live in my house right now. Because, I mean, that, everything we see in Luke Perry um, says that he would do that. Yeah. And, and like, if he ever thought that anything was going to go wrong for that yeah. kid, he would have been like... And, and, he, and he even says to Archie, like, I gave him a bunch of chances. He kept stealing things. Oh, yeah, because Archie's like, why would you give him a second chance? I gave him many chances. <laughs> And, yeah, so, like, yeah. It's like, 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 it's very sweet. It's like, like, but you don't have to drown Jughead as well. And I kind of wanted that to be like, I thought about Jug like, like, trust me, this is something that I thought about. This is something that I, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, now we are back to the worst storyline. And Hermione Lodge makes a lot of really good points that maybe she should have made earlier. And I don't remember what they were because I have full on blocked out this storyline. I was mostly, I'm like, like, don't let Veronica win this one. And she gives her a really reasoned argument about why she's doing all the right things. Well, yeah. And one of them being like, like, we should not, like, like. We, we should not deal with criminals. Yeah, and, and Veronica's upset by that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I just, I want you to tell dad that you forged my yeah, signature. So, so what Veronica wants is like, I don't want you to make out with, with Fred Andrews under this roof. And her mom's like, okay. Yeah. And, and Veronica's like shocked by that. Know, she's like, like, what? What? In her head, she's like, I'll go to my boyfriend's house. Yeah. If, if it gets there. We'll make out in the sweet office where we work together. For eight hours a day. That has a couch. Like, well, I'll deal with this. And he's like, yeah. and I want you to tell dad that you forced my signature. I don't want him thinking that I betrayed him. And I'm like, your dad doesn't care. Yeah, Hermione's like, all right. I, I like how between Veronica and Hermione, they own that company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, here, because that's the, the weird way that they split things up, they own that. Hiram doesn't actually own that company anymore. No. Because they have two-thirds of the... Apparently, all the stakeholders. Yeah, her motivation is, like, insane. It's annoying. Yeah, Veronica is very, very much... Which, I mean, I guess she's young. She cares about her dad I know a she's lot. 15, but, like... But I think there's a level where, like, why, why isn't she upset that her dad... Her dad lost her all that stuff. Like... Mm-hmm. Her dad would rather have money than take care of his family. Yeah. Is basically what it shakes down to. He would yeah. rather take these chances and do these bad things. So he could be richer. Than be there for his family and give them yeah. unwavering support well, and not go to jail. Well, it's another thing where, like, there's these weird, there's these parallels that I don't even know if the series has realized they're doing. And the parallels between Hiram and FP. Yeah. They're both people who 
who are on different, like, they both try to do the same thing with different levels of success. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, FP did it on a much lower level, but they both... Failed miserably. Yeah. And it just, and it just, like, there, there's, a, there's a parallel there. Whereas if FP had just kept working with Fred Andrews Construction... Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we can't. We, I mean, we he don't was also know. an alcoholic. He was also an alcoholic. Luke Perry Andrews is very clear yeah. that he had a lot of problems. Yeah. Hiram, as far as we know, is not. A, he'd probably be like a high functioning alcoholic, like rich people are. Exactly. His <laughs> oh, alcoholism yeah, and is too high functioning for anyone to intervene. Oh, yeah. And in this scene, Hermione still has. Miss Lodge, still has her. Watching that wine Still has that wine glass, still in her hand. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, Kevin. Yeah. And then, the, okay, I'm. I'm then I'm, the show goes crazy. Yeah, then the show goes absolutely bizarre. Because, okay, Jughead walks into the um The, the office, blue and gold, the blue and gold office. office. And Weatherby and Keller are there. And they give him a look. And they're looking at the... The, the murder wall. The beautiful mind wall. And I was like, oh no, where is Kevin to be... Because at first I thought I was going to go to a place where they're like, you stole the evidence. Yeah. And then I was like, Kevin reconstructed it from his memory. Yeah. I, well, he, they didn't have any evidence. They just yeah. had the wall. Yeah. Um... And then they're, then they're like, oh, it's time. Like, you should come with us. And then as as they're walking, as Jughead's walking past Betty and Archie, Archie, he, he says, "Call my dad." I'm like, "The police should call your yeah. dad." Where is your grown up? Where is your grown yeah. up? They cannot talk yeah. you, to you. Yeah, because this goes right into a scene where Keller is, is um interrogating Jughead, and he is a minor. Yeah. Yeah. This and is his illegal. dad has not shown up. There no. is no grown up. Yeah. No one is taking care of him. Yeah. So like maybe there's a scene where he like he but he definitely didn't wave because as soon as they start asking him questions, like, I want a lawyer. And I want like, my dad. And then they're like, Oh, he's being obstinate, he's giving us lip. He's no. fifteen! He is advocating for his civil rights. Yeah. So uh, the craziness of this is they were like, oh yeah, we went through the car and we found your fingerprints. Which, uh, he's like, which makes sense because you found the car. And you told us you touched stuff. <laughs> but that, but you're on file. And Turns like, out when you were in elementary school, you tried to burn down your elementary school. It's like I was playing with matches. And he's like, and I have your record. Your grades are really high, but you get in trouble at school. And it's like, yeah. His mom left them. She, His mom does not have a high school education. Yeah. He lived in a trailer park. Yeah. His dad is the leader of a gang. No kidding he yeah. has some problems. But, and the thing that upsets me is that his his reasoning is like, oh, a kid like you who come, grows up on the bad side of the tracks, maybe you'll want to murder someone. And Jughead's like, no. So, And everyone worries about this so much. They're like, oh, what are they going to do? All the evidence is circumstantial. There's no evidence. There's no evidence at all. They have no proof whatsoever. And then they're like, where were you the week of the yeah, murder? Rather than just deciding, they, they just randomly decided, like, oh, God, we have to have something for this. So they just pick Jughead, and it's it makes no sense in any context or character or anything. They didn't even know that he didn't have an alibi for that week. They just asked him where he was. He could have been like, I was in summer school. Like, they have no idea. Yeah. I mean, like, he was, because he was going to go on that trip with Archie. Yeah. Yeah, which apparently didn't happen, so and, he was off doing something but else. But what if he did go on the trip? Oh my god, no alibi. It could have been a murder trip with him and Archie. <sighs> yeah, so and, this entire... Oh my god. So oh it, god. it gets crazier. There's like a really brief interlude where Mama Blossom is maybe reading Betty's diary. I don't know. She's reading a weird black book. It... And she... Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like sitting in a room that cannot exist in reality. <laughs> like, it's like kind of a lounge. And they're just staring at each other. And <laughs> Miss Blossom is like, you said that Polly was a party girl. I think she's she might be reading Cheryl's diary. <laughs> 
girls who stop keeping Apparently diaries. Apparently in front of Cheryl. And like you said she, that Molly was a party girl. Did you ever see her do drugs? And Cheryl's like, I don't think so. And then in her head, she's like, oh, I forgot my parents were crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, the Blossoms want to steal that baby. <laughs> yep. No, duh. So then no, we no, go. Hang on. Funny enough, I think them team with the Coopers might be the best thing ever. Because Coopers <laughs> would be like, yeah, take the baby. <laughs> True. We don't want the baby. Uh, the Coopers around me spiteful, like, no. Now you can't we want it. <laughs> Which I can also imagine the Coopers doing. Yeah. Uh. So then, for some reason, because Sheriff Keller does not know how to police, yeah. Betty is in the interrogation room talking to Jughead in person with no supervision. Yeah, yeah, no. And essentially just being like, all the evidence, once again, this is what they say, all the evidence is circumstantial and there's no evidence. There's no there's nothing. GD evidence. There is nothing. The only evidence they have is that his fingerprints are on the car, but, but they, they know that. why they're on the car. They told them, we found the car. We, we touched, touched the things. car. And then... And then Luke Perry Andrews does something that is so amazing, but you know it's going to go so wrong. Yeah, Luke Perry Andrews is like, oh no, he was working for me. And then he fabricates a time card. Yeah, and once again, I'm like, I mean, that's good. It's, it's almost like the show Archie being like, yeah, My dad. dad. And maybe it won't go anywhere because the show likes to fake us out. Yeah, but like, like all you think is, is that, the, the big thing is that like, oh, your dad, his dad's not here yet. And like, oh, dad, he's not here yet. But I'm like, he shows up. A minute later. Yeah. If, and like, if, if Luke Barry had taken just a moment to be like more to be like, should I do this? Should I not do this? <laughs> then he would have came in the door and like, yeah, he probably would have been a lot more like, how are you doing? I mean, he was pretty drunk and he probably would have caused a ruckus and maybe also been in jail because Sheriff Keller doesn't know how to police. Yeah, but that, but Jughead would have been out of jail at that point. <laughs> That's true. When, once somebody talked to the Keller being like, you know what you're doing is illegal, right? Yeah, the, the, this is not like, how you police. This is absolutely illegal, which only goes more to cement the fact that Keller just decided he was the sheriff. Just declared himself sheriff on the yeah. day that Jason Blossom went missing. The entire setup is absolutely bizarre. So FP shows up. He's riled up. He's angry. He wants to storm into the station. Luke Perry's like, no, no. Nay, yeah. nay, sir. Yeah, yeah. Then he won't listen to him, but he does listen to Jughead. And then it's... Archie, Ar- Robo Archie, this is, once again, this is a very sweet moment, but makes no sense, because Robo Archie's like, he can live with us! And I'm like, why are you bringing this up right now? It's <laughs> of nothing. Like, like, I don't even think FP was like, Jughead, let's go home. Yeah. Archie just no, no, says. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Archie just randomly says, Jughead can live with us. And everybody's like, oh. What? I also wrote did, that down. I'm like, why is Robo Archie trying to steal Jughead away? It's like somewhere in his processes, he was like, I can fix this if problem. If Jughead's not there, then he'll be happy. <laughs> He's like, they thought that he was the bad guy yeah. because he didn't have anywhere to live. But if he lives with me. Yeah, there's no lead up. Also, they don't, they do not know he was living in the school. No. No. So, <laughs> Jughead wants to go home. FP's like, yeah. maybe not. He gives him, he gives him a very like. Maybe I need to get myself together. Yeah, so he gives, he's, he's like, he gives him a nice like talk about like, 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 oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this for you. He's not and gonna do it. It's very sweet, but like you can see that it's going to cycle. Like he's it's not gonna, gonna do it. Yeah, but like it's, it sucks because like he see like. It, I, he seems very genuine, and you know, the, the, fact, the, fact the fact that he says, like, he's like, he essentially says, like, like maybe, like, go live with, go live with them. the Andrews. I'm gonna figure this out. 
Skeet Ulrich, I know he's got like a intriguing history of body of work. He's he's always struck me as a pretty solid actor. Yeah. He really does kill the scene. Yeah. And he and like I was thinking about this, the dads are really good casting oh, on this show. Great. And I love that they're both former teen like teen drama stars. Yeah. Who have grown up like they're just they're killer. I looked at their ages; they're old enough to have teenagers. Like the most interesting thing about like this is that gang dad and dad dad are seem like two completely different characters. Yeah, to the point that I'm going to see what they do in the next in the next few episodes. But I almost feel like maybe they should have been different characters. Yeah, we'll see how much that actually connects to each other. That like maybe the gang made him to. Made him something. do certain things, or yeah, which means he might not be the leader of the gang. He's just the one taking the money. But I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. Um, so this is very, very sad. Yeah. Um, this is obviously going to spiral so far down. Yeah. Um, <sighs> we have to go back to the terrible plot line because that's where it gets wrapped up. Ish. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is not as bad as this action that's going on. I but I can't help but hate. Veronica. Veronica still. So Cheryl brings Polly. Um, no, 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 Polly's not there. No, no, no. This, this, this is just Veronica and her, um, and her mom. That's when the call. Oh right. Yeah. I forgot about the call because we don't see it. No, there's they're actually this thing they're waiting for a call from, I guess, a penitentiary. Yeah. This is this is where she's going to tell Hear him, him that they're partnering up with Archie, rather than you know the illegal ones. Yeah. Which is, again, the right choice. Her daughter is sort of supporting her, but she's just there to make sure she does it. Yeah. Like, like this This is somehow, I know, going to come up to Hiram trying to manipulate Veronica. Because she's so dumb. Because she's so dumb. Then, Cheryl decides that her parents uh, are crazy. No, 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 hang on. We still, this is, this is, is where. Is there still more? This is where Luke, this is where Luke Perry Andrews and Archie talk. This is where they have have their thing where like Archie's like thanks dad for doing that and Luke and Luke Perry's like you're right I shouldn't oh we already talked about that okay fine now yes now it is they're at the diner with the scene that I'm like oh this is gonna go bad and by we already talked about that I mean they fabricated the timesheet yeah this is where they fabricated the timesheet yeah 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 uh, it's it like oh you <laughs> you've done this before they have their tricks I have mine I'm like what <laughs> thanks Luke Perry Andrews <laughs> why is that a thing. Your lines are bad. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, they're sitting in the uh, – everyone with Polly. So, Polly, Betty, Veronica. Veronica. I don't know. Polly should not be in the diner, by the way. Like, she should not be wandering around in public yeah, if she's only, trying to stay secret. Yeah, only Polly. Only the ones who only, only ones who matter are Polly and Betty. Yeah. Are there. Then Cheryl comes in, and she's, like, afraid to touch her belly. And then, yeah, and then she's like, you can't give – you can't go to my parents. They're crazy. Well, <laughs> duh. Yeah, duh. The boss, they only care about the baby. No kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. So then they told Hermione some sort of lie that we don't see on screen. I mean, they might have told her the truth. Yeah, but she has that weird thing where she's like, oh, anyone for the kids of Al- – anything for the daughters of Alice Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> like she knows. I, well, I, I thought that was a blind like, anything for the daughters of Alice Cooper because she's insane and you need all the help you can get. <laughs> oh, that's possible. She also has her wine. Oh, yeah, no, her wine is – Because she so- knows. She is super wine drunk at this point. <laughs> Maybe that's why she agrees to it. She's like, I hate Alice Cooper. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this wine glass never <laughs> empties. It's magic. And the Smithers comes in and pours more wine. And, oh, look, there's more. <laughs> so lots of goofs short. Polly's going to live with Hermione and Veronica. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure that will go great. Yeah, there's no way that can I go mean, wrong. I mean, all the Coopers hate the hate Ms. Lodge so much. <laughs> so much. <sighs> and, and then... I, I, and I... Like, and then I guess we end with, um... A little Jughead voiceover about hope, which I guess is what this episode was about. I thought it was about at the beginning when he had that weird ecstasy dream. But, you know, yeah, he talks about hope and stuff. It's weird, because first of all, Archie apologizes to Jughead, and I don't know what he's apologizing for. I don't think even Jughead knows what he's apologizing for. I think he's like, um... Okay. And I do not believe that that house does not have a third bedroom. So I it's, just, it's Archie's workshop. It's where Archie's. It, you, did you know that it looks like Archie's also going to sleep on the floor? That's yeah. just what he's going to do. Is like after Jughead <laughs> goes to bed, he's going to like sneak out and go plug himself in in the workshop. While I'm, Jughead floats up to the ceiling because he's a ghost. I'm justifying it in my non Moa world by being yeah. like, well, it's their first night together. They want to have a cute sleepover and get to know each other again. I don't know. It could be a two bedroom. There's like, I find it unbelievable that that house does not have a guest bedroom. I, I could believe it. It does not seem that big of a house. But, like... It seems like a very narrow house. All houses imagine... have three bedrooms. No. Like, okay, look at my house. My house is what? Like, 1,300 square feet? There's only two bedrooms, but you know where Jughead would stay in this house? In the loft. The loft Jughead, is an open area. I Jughead doesn't have to sleep in my room. I, I can entirely believe they only have two. Your house has three bedrooms. Y- yeah, but that doesn't mean every house is three bedrooms. I- do not be- – I think this convenience for the sake of a cute scene that makes no sense. No, I, I, I disagree. I definitely I, – I can't – I can believe that there are only being two bedrooms. The master and the kid. Anyway, there's a really short voiceover. Yeah. And then we fan to FP's house where he's yeah. drinking because that's his game. Because they ask, like, do you think your dad will be at work tomorrow? And Jughead's like, I don't know. The answer is no. Yeah, probably not. Also – And then we see in his closet and he has – Hung up Jason's uh, letter jacket. Letter jacket right in front of his Southside yeah. Snakes jacket. So and, now, and I would say that they'll be like, "Oh my god, he had something to do with it." But I'm like, this setup is bad. You know what I think? <laughs> no, I don't think that. I was gonna say what I think is he burned the car down because he followed Jughead and Betty to the car, and he was like worried the Jughead would get in trouble. But then I was like, that makes no sense. Why did he take the coat? Why did he take yeah, the coat? You know I mean? that, that's the thing that makes me wonder. Is like, why did he take the coat and why is it hung up in his closet? Yeah. By, right where and not right like, where anyone could see it. And, and, and not in like a away closet. It's also where he keeps his gang outfit. And it's like in the hallway of the trailer. Yeah. It's not in his bedroom. Yeah. They're, they're doing the thing that I think I almost gave him credit for where they're just sort of like pinning different people and they're doing it at the end of the episode though so they're like oh maybe it's him and it's not gonna be him it's not gonna be him but you know what we have you you know i think he might have burned i i think think he burned the car i think he burned the car i think it's gonna do the gang yeah like like they're like you have to burn what's his face was selling drugs yeah and the drugs were in the car that's true the drugs could be traced back to the Southside snakes yeah so maybe they had to go he had to go get the drugs and burn the car down and he took the jersey maybe he wrapped the drugs up in the jersey jacket that's, that's so possible. So he could carry all of them. Why he hung it up, I don't know. If if if, if that is just so that we could see it, I will be very upset, but maybe also he, not Maybe he not had to air out the jacket because the jacket smelled like drugs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We got two weeks to think about it. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Did you find a CW moment in this train wreck of an oh, episode? I didn't even think about that. The CW moment was when they were dancing in the club. That didn't need to happen, but it was like 
fun and they were dancing and their faces were so cute and there were lots of like little shots that looked like they were pictures and i mean that's how i dance in the club i'm willing to give this entire episode a cw (laughs) moment because the veronica storyline was terrible um, and it was and it was only drawn out for that long to raise drama the entire thing with jughead was made no no sense made no sense it was because it was the most sometimes you know people like to you know just be like oh let's ignore that this is technically illegal like they did earlier when they um you know uh handcuffed him yeah handcuffed and why are they suspects they've (laughs) already proven that they're willing to kill a guy you know what betty is more of a suspect than jughead is but but like pulling jughead in for this thing that in a Super amazingly illegal thing for a police service to do, mm-hmm. and have no lip service for that at all. Like they even like they even gave lip service to the thing by being like, thankfully they were able to talk down whatever was going on with that thing. So I'm um, this episode was an absolute train wreck. Like it was just the we were watching it and I was like, we got to the credits and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this episode. It yeah, there it was just so. It, it almost was like a filler. Like they needed to do something in the middle, so they took these weird, mm-hmm. like plot points and drew them out for too long, and did rant the stuff that I am that that just it like this episode made the rest of the series worse somehow. So I need to acknowledge something that I just referred to that most of you know about. Riverdale's going on a two week hiatus. Yes, which is like an insane length of hiatus, but whatever. Yeah. This is well, a ter- this is a terrible episode to leave the hiatus on. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess I guess we got like the cliffhanger of oh, why his, does dad, he... his dad has the jersey. But, but the... You, you know what was a better cliffhanger? Who burned the car? Yeah, that that was much stronger. They should have ended after the sixth one. Yeah, and then done seven in the back half. Yeah, like wait, wait, the sixth one was the burn one. Yeah, yeah, the sixth one was the burn one. Yeah, yeah, that would have been so much better instead of this thing that like. I mean, I guess this did bring Skeet Ulrich back in, and that's not that is not worth it. But though. the other thing, the last episode gave us the burn car. Yeah, it gave us Archie finally overcoming his stage oh, fright, bur- and it gave us the Jughead and Betty kiss. No, yeah, the, the, and Polly running away. Yeah, that 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 the sixth episode gave us everything you would need for someone to be like, okay, so car's been burned down, Polly is missing. Archie has done this arc, as yep. far as we can tell. Um, Betty, Betty and Jughead kissed. That would have been a perfect one to like end on. It's and like, people are like, I in two weeks, I want to know what happened. Yeah, it's like they just had to fill space. Is there something going on? I don't know. That on Thursday nights, no, nothing happens on Thursday nights. I don't know. Two weeks is a weird is a weird amount of time for a hiatus as well. TV is weird now, guys. I know. We sh- we should say that we will ha- there will be episodes up for us. Mm-hmm. Well, something else. Yeah, we've got we, we have, have, we have, some, some, we have plans. some plans, some ideas, some things we can do. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's a thing. Yeah, make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Both podcast Moa uh, podcast M O A. You can also uh, please rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes and tell all your friends about us. And if you want to interact with us, you can email us also at podcastmoa at gmail.com. If anybody around you ever mentions Riverdale, also tell them about the podcast that reviews Riverdale and gets so, so angry at it. So angry. (sighs) Why does FP have Jason's jacket? 
Where will Polly's baby go? Will Veronica ever stop being the worst? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? There's never answers to any of that and more. Bye.